Good morning. It's Dave Atkinson. It is February 11th, 2024. This is the Quack Issue 277, the Bad Words Edition. Well, I do declare, it's you. I'm glad you could make it this week. I've got so much to tell you. I've got a fresh pot of jasmine tea on this morning, so grab yourself, grab yourself a mug from the cupboard. Let's do this. Section one, it got snowy. And the photo at the top of this is an evening this week that it snowed and there was just snow, snow everywhere outside of my house and huge piles of snow. I don't think I really appreciated just how much snow we were getting when we last spoke. I know I had already besmirched the weather folks for predicting PEI would miss the bulk of the storm, because when it was all done, that final storm dropped over 60 centimeters of snow. It was just an absolutely incredible amount of snow. The city was paralyzed by it by, for a few days. Normally, when we get a day or two's notice for this sort of thing, we all go through the ritual of simultaneously going to the grocery store so we can stock up and take photos of the decimated chip aisle. This time, we didn't even get to do that. School was canceled for three days, and I'd argue they reopened it a day too early. Tuesday morning, for my paper route, which typically takes me about an hour to walk, it took me nearly two hours. This paper boy made some heroic climbs over drifts to get the paper delivered that day. Late on the first day of cleanup, Aaron asked if I knew where the sleds were. Somewhere in the back of the shed, I think, I said. She smiled. Do you mind grabbing one the next time you're in there, she said. I didn't have to ask why. And I've inserted a photo here of Aaron gleefully sliding down the pile of snow across the street from her house. Find yourself a woman who knows exactly what the giant snow pile in the parking lot across the street is for. And I've got another photo here. It's like a, uh, a long tunnel that's been dug through deep, chest deep snow. And at the end is one of my pigeons peeking out of the pigeon loft. The pigeons are smug as, snug as bugs in their lofts. If anything, they think this snow is hilarious. If any of it leaks through the seams in the loft, they just end up playing with it. I have to make several treks out to the loft every day these days to make sure their waters aren't frozen. Section 2, bean season. And at the top here, there is a photo of a great big pot of baked beans. I made a big batch of baked beans a few weeks ago, and they were such a hit in the house. I made them again this week. I think I mentioned this before, but I've been using the same baked bean recipe for probably 20 years. It's tasty, but it doesn't have the sweetness or consistency that one would typically think of when you think of baked beans. I'm really not sure why I stuck and held with this particular recipe for so long. I want to say what I'm using now is a time-honored family recipe, but the honest truth is I found a recipe online that looked good. My friend Martin texted me the other week when he saw in the quack that I was soaking beans for baked beans because he was doing the same. We both ended up using the same recipe, slightly adapted to match our respective pantries. Martin's beans turned out to be great too, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend that recipe. It calls for 225 grams of bacon, but I can tell you if your package has 375 grams and you use all of it, you're not going to regret it. Section 3, Taboo Words Sometime in the last 10 years, I listened to an interview about the remarkable shift in English swearing over the past few decades. Every language has words that are considered taboo. 
Through most of recent history, English swear words almost exclusively referred to body parts, excrement, or sex. Over the last 20 years or so, most of those words have lost their sting. It's a remarkable shift in language. Rising up to replace the old taboo words is a brand new list. The most offensive words these days are words used to demean or degrade other people by labeling them for their abilities, sexuality, gender, or ethnicity. The power of the old swears came from our weird hang-ups about our bodies and sex. The new one's power reflect the idea that it's offensive and wrong to label and demean someone for who they are, who they love, or how they live. As, a major, as major shifts in language go, I think that's a pretty good one. When the kids were younger, they collectively decided as a joke to create their own taboo word, and they policed it fiercely for years. I've been so trained to avoid saying this word, I'm actually having a tough time telling you about it. The word is bulb. It's a word you probably don't say every day, but it does come up a couple times a week. If a light burns out in our house and I say, I'm going to go grab a fresh bulb, my kids will collectively gasp. Dad, they admonish. Language. I don't have any great ending for this section other than to say that even though I still, for the most part, avoid using the old swears when I write the quack, they are very fun to say. Especially when I bump my head on the low-hanging tailgate of the van when I'm loading in the groceries. I'm telling you, I believe there is healing power in some of those words. My pot of tea, it's nearly gone, so I must be wrapping up. As soon as I'm done editing this week's newsletter, I will head over to my Patreon and write one more story. I've been sharing a little quack postscript with my patrons over there as a thank you for their support. If you'd like to sign up, you can go to patreon.com slash the underscore quack. I'm heading to the audio studios at the Charlottetown Library later today, recording the next episode of The Losers Guild. You can look for that wherever you listen to podcasts on Wednesday morning. I hope you have a great week.